Right, George. Yeah. Um, back again. Mm-hmm. Let's not waste any time. Do you want to... Should we spin the wheel? Let's spin the wheel of crass of... fortunes. That's the one. <laughs> Pull off the curtain. Oh, fucking hell. There I have you go. to Give say, me a little it's, polish. It's, it's yeah, you've you've gone a bit too hard with the brasso in some parts there. I think that's brasso, listeners. Um, I said yeah, brasso. It's looking a bit bright. Yeah, I know. I was just saying that's brasso in case they were they thought you said something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, I'll just pull the lever. Yep. to really pull it it's really it's jammed is it <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> i'm loving i'm loving the strain you're putting into it but <laughs> right i'm gonna pull it now okay pull me weight pull me weight behind it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there it goes round and round it goes round and round awesome what's wells. it going past i oh, loads of topics those all the topics all the topics. Not going to list anyone. Passports, combs, jelly tots, stuff I can see on my shelf that's just gone past. <laughs> oh, is it? It's coming up to Giles Brandreth. 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 Oh. oh, spying though. That's all right. Spying. No, it's not all right. He's just. Yes. Oh, sorry, listeners. Ah, oh, I like. Well, this. I mean, this is just a George special, then, isn't hey. it? It's a shame because I'm like everyone's second favourite crass presenter. So, oh, that's not true. So, Don't put yourself so down. Yeah. <laughs> but if I can put everyone, including you, Paul, through some misery by enjoying something, then I'm going to do it. Let's roll the music. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of Crass. The name's Walsh, George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. (laughs) You fucking miserable bastard. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a weird one, actually, isn't it? Because, Mm. um, funnily enough, it's it's crazy that we we got this topic today. Mm. Because something was supposed to happen, wasn't it, George? Yes, the... A new James Bond film, No Time to Die, was supposed to be uh, out today. Um, it was supposed to be out, like, in October last year. <laughs> and then it was supposed to be Valentine's Day, and then it was supposed to be today. But now it's been moved again to November, yeah. I think, uh, due to uh, COVID-19, which, you know, makes sense. So I'm not going to be too bitter about it. Would you be up for them releasing it digitally? Like they did with uh, the Invisible Man. No. Uh, recently. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd rather no, wait would... to see it in the yeah. cinema. Same with um, the new Wes Anderson film that's coming out soon as well. If if things aren't, if cinemas aren't open by the time that comes out, I'd rather wait for it. Okay, fair but enough. But I think the Bond film is Bond films are more of a spectacle, and you want to see them on the big screen, really, if you can. Yeah. For the first time, at least. <laughs> I mean, I watched most would... of them for the first time on TV. But it's a bit of a Sunday afternoon thing, isn't it? As well, Bond. Would you not? Do you not see the Craig films in the same sort of light? No, I think for your eyes only is like the ultimate Sunday afternoon film or Octopussy. 
is kind of a Sunday afternoon. Roger Moore. No idea, listen. Is the Sunday afternoon Bond, I think. But okay. Um, then, in that, if you had to do a list, <laughs> who would come after? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, if we assigned the Bond actors to a day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, that's mad. Um, <laughs> it's not enough. You'd have days where there weren't any. Brosnan's repeats, Friday, I, I think. Okay, why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget Would it. you watch uh, a Bond film in VR? Because you've seen you can have you can watch them in VR and it's like you're in the cinema. Mm, no, 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 mm. I, no. It's not because it's not like you're in a cinema. Because cinema, no, I, I just not. said. <laughs> It's not like you're in a cinema at all because you're aware that you've got this big lump of plastic glued to your face. That's true. For three hours. It's nearly three hours long, this new one as well. I know, fuck me. So, yeah. Loads of time to die. Mm. Do you think I'm the first person to make that joke, George? Talking of talking of VR, mm. it's been it's been too long. I've missed my chance to say, as always, we start with, because we're not starting. But as always, listeners, I like to uh, ask George a question. <laughs> Change one little thing and it just takes the whole thing away. Yeah. I like to ask you a question, George. Mm. Uh, it's Paul's question time! Paul's question time! Paul's question time! George. Yes. Paul's question time. Who would you rather go on holiday with? James Bond or Johnny English? <laughs> Two great British spies. Yeah, uh, James Bond. What's your problem with Johnny English? Just think how many things would go wrong if you went on holiday with Johnny English. You'd lose your bags. The hire car would probably he's not Mister Bean. Off a cliff. He is though. Things only go wrong for Johnny English because he's in the, the arena of spying. He's he's virtually Mister Bean though, isn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, okay, different voice. <laughs> <laughs> virtually the same thing. Who in wrote fact, Johnny think... English with... I'm presuming that Rowan Atkinson wrote part of it. No. It was, it, he wasn't joining... But no, first, no, really. I, I, I only know this for a very specific reason. The first Johnny English film was written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. And I only know that because they have written all of the Bond films since uh, The World Is Not Enough. Really? So it's weird that the actual writers of the Bond films... <laughs> That's interesting. Wrote, ...or have contributed to the scripts, I should say, since, you know, from that period. Because obviously Danny Boyle and his mate wrote a script and that was kind of... Yeah. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge and all of that. But, yeah, they've kind of been the official Bond writers for about 20 years and they wrote this first Johnny English film. With somebody else, I can't remember who else, but yeah, Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. Would you say that Johnny English was a good Bond film? No. If it was in there, if if Johnny English came out, if it was hyped as the next Bond film, take Rowan Atkinson out, put <laughs> Daniel Craig in, and if that <laughs> film came out unchanged, apart from the fact it was Daniel Craig as Rowan Atkinson as Johnny English, <laughs> would it be a good Bond film? Of course it wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't. That <laughs> this is the 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 amazing thing about. Um, the first Johnny English film is it doesn't feel even remotely like it's spoofing James Bond. What does it feel like it's spoofing? It doesn't. It feels like like it, I've said. It feels like Mr Bean is a spy this week. And Maybe that's, that's what's what so fun is. about it is that it's not like an airplane mm. style spoof. It's like a, sp- a a comic spy film. Yeah, but I mean the Bond films. There's plenty there to parody, isn't there? 
let's face it. I love True. them, but they are, you know, a lot of them are camp and over the top and can be ripe for satire. And it's amazing that the first Johnny English film, written by the actual Bond writers, doesn't feel even remotely Bondian. And actually, the second and third Johnny English films, which I've also had the misfortune of seeing, <laughs> do have that kind of Bondian... <laughs> They don't feel like that. You couldn't swap Atkinson for Craig and turn it into a Bond film, <laughs> like, like you ones. like you suggested. <laughs> but um, they they kind of nail a lot more of the the beats of the Bond films. Like you have parodies of the Q branch sort of stuff, and you have yeah yeah it, it you know you have the sort of female M kind of thing being parodied in the second one with uh, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson is in Johnny English too. Can you oh, nice. believe it? Mad, isn't it? Mental. I Wasn't mean, there someone had... quite high profile in the third one as well? Um, Emma Thompson was in it. Underrated uh, okay. national treasure, Emma Thompson was in it playing. Is Emma Thompson May, in the first one as well? No, I don't think so. No, I've obviously misremembered that. John Malkovich is in the first one. John Malkovich, he's good. In he's the, very he's good. My favorite actually, bit he's very good. Johnny English, I think. Um, but it's a ludicrous. See, it's a ludicrous sort of villain's plot. Um, <laughs> we're getting very, very anal about Johnny English <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah, it's a ludicrous plot and it's really funny. But it doesn't feel like a Bond plot, does it? Like even some of the ludicrous I don't know, Bond George, because I've not seen many Bond films, so I wouldn't know. Well, I'm just running the most outlandish Bond plots through my head. I, I mean, I, to Moon be honest, Raker. I count Johnny English as one of the Bond films that I've seen. <laughs> Well, I have been counting it. I mean, now you yeah. tell me that I've been, I've been I was wrong to. Mm-hmm. Very, very wrong to, yeah. What's a good Bond parody then? I don't know if there ah, have there been. I don't know if there have been. You say so. You say that it's easy to parody, but there aren't many. Well, no, there. Are, I think there are plenty of things that have attempted it, but I don't think any of them have ever done a good job of it. No. Um, like if you th- think about Austin Powers. The Austin Powers films better satirise the tropes of Bond films, ah, I think. That's a but good then, point. But they're not funny, is my issue with them. I've never seen one of those either, to be fair. They're t- they're the s- my sister liked them quite a lot when I was a kid. And it was the closest thing I ever got to watching a Bond film with my sister, was watching Aww. Austin Powers. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't laugh, but I'd also have to add the disclaimer that I was probably about nine or ten when I watched one of them. And I think Who's your favourite Austin Powers character? That. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. <laughs> Play the jingle again. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. Favourite? I don't know. I, 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 uh. Fat Bastard? Not a fan of Fat Bastard, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, Lois Childs, who plays Dr. Holly Goodhead in Moonraker. Plays no uh, some has a cameo in in one of the Austin right. Powers films, so I'll pick her. Okay. Um, but even the even the Austin Powers films don't quite feel Bondian enough, but they do satirize like the you know Blofeld and sort of all of that sort of yeah. stuff, and you know the 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 kind of criticism of Bond where the villain has Bond captured but decides to leave them unattended in an escapable room. Um, whilst they go off and do something else, so yeah. it kind of stupid, isn't it? Well, let's not go that far. 
but it but it Shit. does kind of it does kind of have a lot more of those elements. The problem with Austin Powers though is that it's also doing the the swinging sixties hippie groovy movement as well, which is not Bond at all. That's why I never thought of it. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of anti that, isn't it, Bond? Yeah. Almost. It's why Lazenby uh, didn't do any more than Majesties because he thought he thought that that Bond will be not last into the seventies because Easy Rider was like the box office blockbuster at the time that this indie edgy film about the hippie movement that's what audiences want they don't want bond anymore and uh he was wrong wasn't he because they're still making them oh sorry george i totally zoned out then sorry <laughs> sorry oh i was miles away then so is that johnny are we done with johnny english now i think so yeah Right, George, I, I, there's no way around it. You're going to have to talk about James Bond at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah. as if he hasn't only been exclusively talking about that already. <laughs> you have to yeah. talk about James Bond. So I'm going to let you just talk about it. So I want you to imagine mm. that I've never heard of James Bond. I don't even know who he is. How are you going to sell me on him and the franchise? Go. <laughs> That's a big ask, isn't it? Well, I'm asking you. We ask the big questions on this pod. Do you? Do you really no. ask the big questions on this podcast? We no, we don't. No, okay. I'm glad you've owned up to it this soon. Um, this isn't a big question, George. I'm asking you to what's what's good about James Bond, and how why, how would you sell it to me? Well, it depends because it, selling it to you now is is much more difficult, I think, than selling it to you in the sixties. Right. So if we can, you're imagine... it to, you are selling it to me now. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't born in the '60s. So we can't role play this as if it's 1961, and I'm pitching Doctor No to you. No, we're not going to do that. I want you to pitch it to me as me now, standing here. Well, I'm sitting actually, sitting here now, bored during the lockdown. Lockdown in inverted commas. Yeah, and... laissez-faire lockdown, as it should <laughs> be called. I've got a big box set of James Bond. I don't know how I've never heard of him and I've still got the box set. That is a bit odd, It's admittedly. a bit of a weird one, isn't it? But you've got to try and convince me this is a good thing to watch while you're sitting So I can talk about the, the 60s ones, then. Great. Well, yeah, obviously you can. Well, of course I you thought, can. Okay, the 60s ones, the Sean Connery ones, are sort of classic pieces of, of British cinema. They do that thing... See, when I think of the phrase British cinema, I only ever think of Ken Loach sort of films, you know, the kitchen sink... And Mike Lee films, gritty kitchen sink kind of films, and I like—I mm. do like some of those. I do like Kez, and I do like you know Mike Lee and and Ken Loach. I'm not slagging them off. Sounds but a bit like you are, George. I'm not—I'm not slagging them off, but I think shots um, fired at Loach and Lee. <laughs> no shots were fired at Loach <laughs> and Lee. Um, but I do kind of feel that in the '60s and sort of in the early '70s, you had this sense of. British cinema being broader than that. Um, you know, it, it it allowed people like Ken Russell to make films that were flamboyant yeah. and over the top. And they weren't all gritty, urban, 
drama social stories, you know. I mean, you say that he's different, but he's still called Ken. He's still so, called Ken. That is an not issue, that isn't it? Is it? Not that different. Same kind of filmmaker. I do worry sometimes, George, when I say something that's really stupid, that people are going to just take that face value. <laughs> Can't be that different. He's still called Ken. Yeah. I'm worried that people think, well, that's what he's really like. That's what he really thinks. That's the problem of playing a character. Like oh. the other week, you were boasting <laughs> about it. Can get away with anything. But actually... I know, it's two It's two sides of the same coin. Double-edged sword, mate. That's what it Double is. Double-edged sword, that's the phrase. But the but, So those early Bond films, they show you that, that British filmmaking doesn't just have to be Cathy Come Home. It can be these yeah. quite... What's wrong um, with Cathy Come Home? Nothing's wrong with Cathy Come Home I'm not home dissing Cathy Come Home. It's a good film. I'm not dissing it. Love I'm just saying. spying it. it. Well, it would have been, would have improved oh, it. Oh, no, where's, where's Cathy? She's gone. It's all right, I'll find her. I'm a spy. <laughs> It would be better. Um, But those early ones are really iconic. If you think of like Goldfinger, so so much of that film is just there in the public sort of consciousness that everyone can sort of. But I've never heard of Goldfinger or James Bond. But you have have heard of it though. No, not in this roleplay. I haven't though. I've pitched it to you. I've told you the whole concept. Okay, so you're getting in. You'll get the opportunity then if you watch these films to experience something that is in the broader cultural landscape that you're unaware of. Right. You, you get okay. you, you're then able to relate to that in a way that most other people can because they've heard of Goldfinger. Okay. Um there's some excellent filmmaking in there. I think there's a lot of great set design. It's like from an anal sort of point of view, stuff like the set design is phenomenal. The music from is phenomenal. From an analytical point of view, <laughs> I thought it was a bit like James Bond meets. <laughs> oh fuck it! I fuck it! I fucked it! I was gonna say, um, uh, what's her name? We've talked about her before. Emmanuel. What is it? <laughs> is that it? Emmanuel. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Emmanuel, but my brain wanted to say Emily. <laughs> she obviously is totally different. Yeah. Is there much anal stuff in Emmanuel? Probably not. It's probably not that hardcore, is it? We're probably going to cut all this anal chat. <laughs> okay, good idea. But from a from an analytical point of view, there's lots of things to admire in the Bond films, whether it be set design, music, um, yeah. you know, the, the performances. I think are actually very good. Um, okay. In a lot of places. Um, the the you know the travel log nature of them they give you a chance to see the sort of time capsules of the world like Michael uh, Palin in, in, kind of like Michael Palin yeah exactly it's exactly like Michael Palin okay. yeah um, take your word for it they're just really fun as well okay to watch all right well I'll tell you what I'll go and watch those now I'm gonna go watch all of them I walk off yeah like a couple of days later I come back George to be honest I didn't really like them. Yeah. They felt a bit dated. I don't really like things from the 60s. I don't really like old things. Yeah. Uh, I'd still like to get into James Bond. I like the idea of the character. How can I get into it without having to sit through these old, boring films? Hello? Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? Well, is there any sort of way I could watch a more modern James Bond? I'm setting this up for you, fuck's sake. Well, yes, of course, the character's been reinvented several times through the ages as well. Yeah, whether it be 
um, when Timothy Dalton took over the role and brought a harder, grittier edge to Bond that right. people didn't like at the time, uh, to when Bierce Brosno took over the role in 1995 and uh, you know made a string of films that felt like Roger Connery kind of films, a sort of mixture between the serious, hard edge stuff of the 60s, but the sort of lighter moments of the Roger Moore movies. Okay. Uh, or whether it be Daniel Craig, who who is the current Bond, who sort of is doing what Dalton did, but people kind of have respect for it now, whereas they didn't when Dalton was doing it in the 80s. Oh, poor Timothy poor, Dalton. Poor Timothy he's kicking Dalton. himself. <laughs> but he's sitting there, oh, I'm so annoyed I am, boy <laughs> <laughs> The Welsh Bond. Right, the okay, Welsh. that sounds good. I'll go and watch all of those. Yeah. A couple of days pass. Yeah. It'll be a bit longer, actually, because there's more there to cover. George, I've watched all of those and now I love James Bond. He's great. I love it. I love how much how bad he is. He's he's well bad. Yeah. It's well camp and it's all camp in it. That's what I like about it. I like how camp it is. Well, if you what want you say camp, to that, George. If you want camp, go and watch some of the seventies Bond films with Roger Moore, because that's what you what you really Okay, I'll go and watch need. that. But wait. What? Don't run What? Off. What? Start what? with Start with Diamonds okay. Are Forever, which is a Connery okay. one, but it's just I've as camp. I've watched that one already. I didn't like it. Hello? What? I've watched that one already and I didn't like it. Well, what am I supposed to do now then? Well, you said watch that one first. I was going to go and watch these Roger Maud lads films. And you told me well, to watch, watch them, them then. Seen. Watch them then. All right, fine. Fuck off. Jesus. A couple of days later. Yeah. Come. <laughs> this the whole thing's run away from me, to be honest, yeah, George. This whole t- tiresome. role play. It yeah. is tiresome. So that's it, listeners. If you want to get into James Bond, George has given you all you need. <laughs> and in many ways, I've got in the way of it, actually. I've yeah. got in the way of that. Yeah, a bit. A little, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, that's what, we, that's what we do in it. Yeah. Get in the way of each other. Ruin each other's day, essentially. Mm. That's crass. Come up with a good feature. Come up with a good feature, like, I don't know, this James Bond thing or like Lonely Hearts Club or something, and then the other it's person just comes feature. in and just it's destroys not, it. It's not a good feature. It's not a good feature. I'm not getting into this. It's not a good feature. So that's that's Bond. Yeah. That's Bond! <laughs> <laughs> big things that James Bond is known for in the world mm. is, did you like that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> is, is gadgets, yes. isn't he, George? Yes. Known for his gadgets. Have you got a favourite, ga- Paul's question time, have you got a uh, favourite gadget? Play the jingle. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. Uh, I'm going to ask off air, what do cars, I'm presuming, don't count as gadgets? Okay. But a gadget in the car, I could count. I, well, I guess. Oh, I can make it complicated. It's because it's not as simple as you make it. Of course right. it is. They're basically kids' <laughs> films, George. <laughs> I mean, considering we're supposed to cut this bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
like just what's your favourite gadget? F- fuck me. What's my favourite gadget? Um, there's loads of really great gadgets. Oh, I think. Fucking hell. Fucking <laughs> hell. I. Do I say what like... my favourite gadget is? You well, tell I, me what yours is. Yeah. Because I've only seen like I've seen Goldfinger several times because I think it's good. I really like Goldfinger. I've seen a couple of others, but I can't remember them very yeah. well to be honest. Mm. And I've seen Johnny English. Yeah. So my favourite gadget is probably. Um, he has a shoe, doesn't he, in Goldfinger? He has a shoe that's got like a hole in it where he keeps his fags or something. <laughs> is it that thing in it? He's got... One of the gadgets is a, a homing device that lets them know where Bond is and he oh, can put right. the miniature one in the heel of his shoe. Okay, that's it. That's my favourite one. What, his shoe? Yeah. So he's not even the homing device, just his shoe. It's got a hole in it. It's got a hole. Shoe's got like a hole in it. That's pretty good. He can put stuff in it. Yeah. Great. What's yours then, George? <laughs> Fucking hell. I try and engage with you. I try and engage. And you fuck me over. I really like the um, the briefcase from, from Russia with Love. The attache case with sort of... It's got a, a sort of throwing knife in there it's got sort of gold sovereigns it's got a fold up sniper's rifle you can oh, hide in there it's got a mine. gas canister a tear gas canister disguised as a tin of talcum powder and if mm. you open the case wrong it explodes in your face and i like that <clears throat> i think that's a really cool gadget because it's quite okay. you get away with that i think yeah whereas if you've not got a like of... a super gun or something like yeah. that it's harder to get away with the golden gun actually from the man with the golden gun is brilliant for that reason as well because it disassembles into pen cigarette case lighter cufflinks which is quite cool what would be a good gadget lost that, you again haven't I? that bond never had totally no i'm still here i'm still here yeah fucking hell don't worry just about clinging on what would be a good gadget that bond's never used he stays in a lot of hotels. Oh, right. You're asking me. I thought you were about to tell me what would be a no. good... No. Well, I'm asking you, but I've got an idea as well. Like, Because okay. he stays in a lot of hotels, doesn't he, Bond? Yeah. So he could have, like, a gadget that was built into a Corby trouser press. <laughs> <laughs> well, how does that work? <laughs> I don't, it disassembles and it turns into, a, I don't know, a, a machine gun or something. What, a Corby trouser press? <laughs> Yeah. It's a very flat machine gun, isn't it? No, it disassembles. I thought you were going to say it disassembles and turns into like a surfboard or something. <laughs> Who you were going to say surfboard? Or, or like a canoe. I didn't think you'd say into a machine gun. Has James Bond ever had a surfboard? Yeah, Die Another Day. Oh, fuck. One of the least ridiculous parts of Die Another Day is when he's on a surfboard. Wow. The most ridiculous part of Die Another Day is when he's windsurfing. When he's CGI windsurfing over a would tsunami, it have been, would it have been more um, ridiculous if he'd built, if he'd assembled the surfboard out of his Corby trouser press? <laughs> would that have been more ridiculous? Well, I'm just thinking he assembles it out of the bonnet of a sort of jet vehicle. God, it's not that different, is it? So it's not that far off. Well, it's quite different from a Corby trouser, but it's, in terms of ludicrousness, it's not that far off. No. I'd much prefer if he was sort of breaking... Because there is a hotel there. Um, if he's breaking out of this ice hotel 
and steals the trouser press as a surfboard. <laughs> that would be much better. Do they have trouser presses in ice hotels? Probably not. They don't have any electrical <laughs> outlets, do they, in ice hotels? No. So I think. Oh, it's such a bad film, Paul. It's really bad. Aww. But yeah, I think I think a trouser press surfboard would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm going to pitch that to um, Barbara. Mrs. Broccoli. Yeah. Babs. Michael G. Wilson. So that was Gadgets. Did you, gadgets did you ever have comments. one of those toy... Spy kits when you were a kid. Toy spy kits. Do you remember those? Like a little spy kit, and it had like that. Do you remember the toys that were like that listening device? It would be like a little thing, and you put a headphone in, and it would vaguely amplify the sounds around you. No hearing aid. What you it mean. was like it was like a hearing aid, but they sold it as like a spy toy. Did you no. not have them in the north? I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't have one. Did you not want to be a spy when you were a kid? Yes, but I had James. I had James Bond cars. Like the corgi sort of model cars, that's what I had. And did you stand, sit there on the on the on the floor, moving them around the carpet, being like, "Ah, I used to build." Come on, James yeah, Bond. I did, and I used to build like little models of the sets from some of the films out of Lego, and have the cars skidding round it and stuff. Oh, did you You're have a little laughing. model James You're Bond? You're smirking, kind of going. <laughs> but that's <laughs> I'm quite not smirking. You can't that's see what me. Kids do. That's what kids do. It's just strange coming from you because you've always had this, you've always presented this image of yourself. Because I was into Ibsen when I was four and I've not, <laughs> you know, I've not dumbed down since then. How could I have? No. Well, it just, that's just how it seems to yeah, me, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, wanted to be a filmmaker actually from very early age because of Goldfinger. Oh. So I yeah I, I didn't really I I didn't entertain the idea of being a spy as much. No. A little well, bit, I suppose but... I think. Would you agree that from a quite an early age you realised that actually being a spy wouldn't be as good as it is in James Bond? Yeah, I thought it's it it couldn't be as good as that because it's not the sixties anymore. Yeah, so it's totally different now. Mm. Yeah, back then obviously it would have been like that. It would have been just like it. <laughs> but now. But now, what a letdown Not the 21st so century is, isn't it? Yep. Brexit, Brexit. I've got a question to ask you, George. Yeah, and Paul's I'm question hoping... time. Yeah, Paul's question. <laughs> well, yeah, it's another. It kind of is another Paul's question. Time. It's a bumper special today. I mean, I've <laughs> got to give him something for this yeah. one. Jesus. Yep. Um, Paul's question time. Paul's question time. George. Yes. Paul's question time again. <laughs> Is is spying like even real? Well, of course it is. Or is it just is it just something? Is it though, or is it just something that's on the telly? Well, of course it's real. Well, I haven't met a well, spy. Got... I've never met a real spy. I've met like ice cream men and and people <laughs> who build caravans and stuff, but I've never met a spy. Well, the thing is, you might not even know if you have met a spy. That's that's kind of the point, right? Because they wouldn't just go, "Oh, Paul, by the way, keep this under your hat, son." 
I'm a spy. Everyone knows that James Bond is a spy. Well, that's one of the things that I think is ripe for satire with the Bond films. And actually, the way Roger Moore played it was with a nod and a wink because he felt he's the world's best spy, yet every bartender in the world knows what his cocktail is. So he kind of played it with that tongue-in-cheek thing in mind. Well, he, he saw it as tongue and cheek. I don't think he said. I don't think Roger Moore went. All right, I'll, all right, Cubby, I'll do the film. It's a bit mad though, isn't it? But I'll do the film. <laughs> I think he was, you know, he he saw it as the tongue in cheek, fun, uh, type of film that he chose to make, and I I love all those right. films. But um, of course, spies are real because we have like, well, we have like military intelligence. We have real. Places MI5 and MI6, of course. Yeah, but got... that's different. That's just people like hacking into other people's Skype. Well, no, because MI6 using... is uh, uh, foreign affairs and MI5 is internal affairs. So that's why Bond is MI6. Oh, right. So there will be foreign operations in other countries. And in fact, uh, of course, there's the. Uh, yeah, but you just, you just do stations. it on Zoom now, wouldn't you? Just do it on Zoom. You wouldn't need to like go over there. You could just do it on Zoom. I think you would still need to go over there. I have a feeling you might. I think it's more vulnerable, isn't it, Zoom? Surely that Zoom... I don't even know what Zoom is. You've just said you can do it on Zoom. I don't know what Zoom is. But if you do it via computers, there's there's a risk you'll get discovered. You'll get hacked. But if you're surreptitiously, you know, behind the Iron Curtain in some hotel room, who's going to know? All right, well, give me an example, a real-world example of spying. I was about to say... um, there are so, there's a lot of people who believe that the um, number stations broadcasts are related to spying. Number stations being uh, unlicensed shortwave radio stations that just broadcast people reading lists of numbers. And right. the most rational and logical explanation, uh, one that's actually been confirmed by, I think by, I can't remember which country, but a couple of countries have confirmed that's why they use number stations. Is to convey secret messages uh, to spies in the field. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like you're leaping a bit there, George. It's a bit, you know, it's sort of verging on the kind of conspiracy theory uh, thing there. But I think, you know. What, cause... What, 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 what else could they be for? Well, I don't know. Like um, uh, aliens, I guess. It could be something to do with that. So it's not spying, but it's aliens. Could, could be. Well, it could be. You don't know. I'm just saying don't leap to some ludicrous conspiracy theory like it's spies. <laughs> it could be something more, you know, normal. Yeah. I I mean, I I'm, I think it has been confirmed by a couple of, of sort of Eastern European governments it, though, that they George, use them it, for spying. Has it, but... it really, or is that just a, a you know, a cover-up job? What, for the aliens? Yeah, I think they probably they do walk among us, George. They do. <laughs> actually, do you know what they probably don't? I think. Do you know what I actually think, George? I think we're alone in a godless universe. That's yeah, what I actually think. <laughs> that's what I think. Sorry as well. to break it to you, listeners, but I think that that's that is fact. Yeah. All alone, stuck on a tiny little planet that's spinning through space too quickly. We'll be dead soon. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's spice.
I'm not. Do you know what though? Spies. It's not really my thing. I'm not like I won't just watch any old spy stuff. Fuck off with that. Spies aren't really my thing. It's all you talk about. It's not all I talk about. Fucking hell. But uh, I like James Bond, and I like Spy versus Spy. I and I like the. I'm intrigued by the number stations thing, but I think that's it. I'm not. You know, I won't watch anything with spies in it. I haven't seen any Mission Impossible films. Life's too short. I mean, come on. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and that's I thought that was one. good. But that's kind of the anti-Bond, isn't Is it? it? Yeah. Have you not, I've seen, not seen it? it. I, don't, yeah. I don't. I hate spies. I actively hate them. I sometimes sit awake at night seething because I hate spies that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want us to get too biased here, George. I want it to be even. You know, yeah, like the like the BBC. If we were on the BBC, I'd have to be against spies because you wanted to, you know, show balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spy vs. Spy, good video game as well. Yes, very good video game adaptations of that. The old video game was really good as well. Yep. Yep. That's, that's that bit sort of it's petered not funny, out. But Should it's we move to the next true. one? Yeah. What's next? <laughs> Well, um, you said, George, you didn't like spies. No, I, but, um, I mean, I won't just... I, you hate spies, so I think we I should didn't... see if you're lying or not, actually, by going through this list of fictional spies. Right. And you can say if you like them or not. Right, okay. You, do you think that's a good idea? We do it yeah. anyway. So, don't matter what you think. Mm. So, I'm just going to go through and try not to spend too long on each one. It's from Wikipedia, this. And I'm limiting it to television and film because uh, that's kind of our, our area, isn't it, George? I'm not going to go into, like, radio and books and yeah. comic strips. Fuck that. Mm. Right, here we go. Uh, in, well, first name alphabetical order, which is a bit annoying. Uh, Aaron Cross from The Bourne Legacy. That's a spin-off film from the Jason Bourne trilogy. Don't know who he is. Haven't no, seen any shit. of the Bourne films. Adam Carter in Spooks. Haven't seen Spooks. Like me. Agent 13 from the 1960s spy satire stroke parody sitcom Get Smart. Haven't seen Get Smart. None of the Get Smart iterations? No. <sighs> the, it says on here the agents from Men in Black. They're not really spies, are they? The haven't seen Men, Men in, in Black. Black. Oh dear. Agent Smith of The Matrix. Haven't seen The Matrix. Alexander Scott from the TV series I Spy. I haven't seen I Spy. Alec Lamas from The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. I haven't read The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Blaine Whitaker in MI High. I didn't watch MI High. Bullwinkle, J. Moose and Rocky the Flying Squirrel from The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Didn't watch it. Callan. In Callan. Don't know. Chuck Botowski from the television series Chuck. Didn't watch it. Cody Banks from the movie Agent Cody Banks. Didn't watch it. Darius Stone, Ice Cube, in Triple X State of the Union. Haven't seen it. 
Eric Heller from the 2011 film Hannah and the 2019 TV series of the same name. I haven't seen it. Father Unwin from The Secret Service. Don't know. Harry Palmer from The Ipcris File. That's quite good, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, quite good. good. Okay, alright, that's a good one. Harry Tasker in True Lies. I haven't seen it. And that's it, that's my list, George. George, you said you uh, wanted to be a spy from a very early age. I, d- I didn't want uh, to be a spy. Well, you basically did say that. I, I, d- I said um, the opposite of that. You basically did. You wanted to be a spy. George, uh, so I've got a little quiz here from yep. magicquiz.com. You know how much <laughs> we like quizzes out. on Crass. Oh, we love uh, a good quiz, but we've never had a good Would you make a quiz. good spy? Mm. Being a secret agent is an exciting and glamorous life. Do you have what it takes to protect your country from devastation? Take this quiz to find out. Are you ready, George? Yep, let's go for it. Well, my phone has just frozen, so... Oh, good. <laughs> dead air jingle. There is some dead air, some dead air, some dead air, some dead air. There is dead air, there is dead Right, George. Yes. Question one. Only the best international spies go on covert international missions. Hmm. Do you speak any languages other than English? Do you know some Spanish and a few words in French? I live in America. Why would I need anything other than English? Or yes, I'm fluent in three other languages. Uh, I know some French and a couple of words in Spanish. There you go. That's the answer. I'll go with that. We'll go with that. It's closest, isn't it? Yeah. Question two. Just as you're about to take a vacation, your boss sends you on an overseas mission. Where do you hope to go? Rome, Moscow, Dubai or Havana? Well, the point is, if you've been sent on a mission, it's not a holiday, so it doesn't matter where, do you where go? they send yeah, but you. What holiday would you well, like? Well, what were they again? Rome, Moscow, Dubai or Havana? Havana. With I'd, I'd love to go to Rome as well, but Havana... It's not a holiday, George. I know, I've just said that. It looks like you're going to the Ukraine instead. You have five hours to prepare. How do you use your time? Take a nap. I'm going to have to fight off jet lag once I arrive. Brush mm. up on Russian and study a map of Kiev. Or reread your mission statement and think of everything that could go wrong. <laughs> I think we know which one is well. <laughs> most accurate. <laughs> uh, reread the mission statement. Yeah. Yep. Number four. The technology director has designed some cool new gadgets for your mission. Which one are you most excited to use? Google contact lenses. No one knows I'm reading their file while speaking to them. Hidden lock picks in boots. Stylish and functional. That's a good one. Yeah. An app for my iPhone that will tell me anything I could ever need to know. I mean, that's Safari, isn't it? Yeah. It's an iPhone. Not really a gadget. Or four, lipstick-shaped stun gun. It fits in my purse. Yeah. That's for all the woman spy, all women who are doing this yeah. quiz. 
With woman, you get that one. I mean, I think that's probably the best one. Let me hear the others again. Bra that's like actually a, a bazooka. You can have that as well. I don't want the contact lenses because of my eye thing. Okay. I don't want to put anything in my eyes. Are you having the app for your iPhone that will tell you anything you could ever need no. to know? No. Well, okay, we'll get rid of those two. So your choices are the lock pick... hidden lock picks in boots. That's the best one, but putting them in your boots is a bad idea. Well, in case you step in like dog well, shit. Well, no, not just that. <laughs> that is a concern. But like, <laughs> how do you unlock a door? As in, can you retrieve them from your boots? You must be able to. You'd have to you put, don't have your, to put foot your foot on it into like, the lock and try and. Surely. Because that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> well, you just take your shoe off if it, that was the case. Yeah, but then I think that's even less conspic- less inconspicuous if you're there with a shoe off. That's true, I suppose. Look all right, fool. Yeah. Uh, I'd go with a lock pick, though, nevertheless. It might be a laugh. Okay. You get off the plane and realise you only packed enough clothes for one day. It's time to go shopping. What would you like to wear? Some jeans and a warm neutral coloured sweater. No. A bright polo shirt or tight bandage dress. <laughs> Sweatpants or some active wear. No. Or a silly costume. The the polo one. Okay. What the... Oh, with, yeah. Okay, the polo shirt. Yep. Boring, that one, but if we had to get through it. Uh, you're all set for this mission. As you check into your hotel room, you notice that the concierge addresses you by your real name. Your passport has your code name. What do you do? Mm, hotting up now. Mm. Ask her to bring my bags to my room and don't let her leave till she tells me who she works for. Or stay in character and tell her she must be mistaken. Well, that one. Well, okay. Continue the quiz. How many questions are there? Fuck me, I don't even know, George. Oh, God. Number seven. It's 8.15pm and you are 15 minutes late at the gala hosted by the Prime Minister. Mm. What's the first thing you do? Find the Prime Minister's aide and apologise for being so late. I hope he wasn't upset. Head to the bar and order a strong cocktail or walk around a bit and take note of the exits and the locations of the important people. Uh, That one. Just we'll just go with number just three. Just go with that one. No, 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 no let's answer the... How many questions <laughs> okay, are right, there? Okay, I don't actually know. I'm assuming God. ten, because we're on eight now. Right. As the Prime Minister is speaking, you notice an incredibly attractive person flashing you a smile from across the room. Unlikely. Do you pursue? <laughs> <laughs> Do you pursue? Of course. Why pass up great company? Or absolutely not. They were probably sent from Russia to distract me. But if I've learned anything from Bond, and I shouldn't have learned anything from Bond in this department, <laughs> but even if it is someone from Russia who's clearly been sent to get me, you you still pursue them. So you yeah. can flip that shit around Cause... and go, aha, <laughs> I've got you captured now, and you're the Russian bad guy. So, so is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Why pass up great company? <laughs> Before this mystery person has a chance to approach you, it's turned into a fucking dating quiz now, Mm. your phone buzzes with a text message from your boss. She wants to abort the mission. What do you do? Ignore the message. It's obviously a trap. She would never send me important information via text. Sometimes, George, when I'm reading something, I get distracted and I fuck up the uh, reading of it. (laughs) I'm distracted by seeing my own cheeks wobble in front of me. (laughs) It's really (laughs) off-putting. I thought I'd let you into my mindset then. 
Uh, oh, option uh, B, feel relieved. I leave the party and take the attractive mystery person back to my hotel room. Maybe order takeout. Does James Bond ever order takeout? No, he, or, it would be like lo- oysters and lobsters ordered yeah. up to the room. It wouldn't be like room service. McDonald's or <laughs> Burger King's or anything or like that. Do you... <laughs> well, imagine him queuing up for Burger King. <laughs> That's something yeah. they could do, surely. Or do you reply with a code phrase that only she would understand? No. If she replies correctly, the mission's off. No, because that gives it away. If If it's someone... Say someone's got a gun to, to... I'm going to call her M at this point. It's Judy Dench. Okay, well, that's someone's obviously what I mean. Someone's got a gun to Judy Dench's head. He's like, text him! Like that. And then I text... <laughs> um, what's to stop the person yeah. with the gun going, text the code back! Do you know what I mean? So I would ignore it on yeah. the grounds that I wouldn't get that info via text. I mean, I presume... I presume the code isn't like just to, like the phrase Congress tart <laughs> or something. It's like presumably a phrase hidden within something they would actually say. Yeah. I so, don't know. I can't take that chance. I don't think I'd get a okay. text. No. So you think it's a trap? I think someone would come out of me watch or something. <laughs> little, like a little fax. Yeah. Like no, like uh, okay, so what's you, it you think called? it's a trap? The, the, the label make the Dymo thing. I think a Dymo right. message would come out of my watch. <laughs> That's when I'd know it was legit. Okay. All right. So you you think it's it. a trap then, so you're going to ignore the message. I'll ignore it. Question 10. Better be the Suddenly, a bunch of men in suits approach you from all corners of the room. What do you do? Set off a harmless smoke bomb so no one can see you and escape through the nearest door. Lead them all towards the restroom and knock each of them out with my black belt moves. Or message for backup and distract them until help has arrived. <laughs> now, I think we know again what I'd actually do, which is run off. Um... <laughs> So as as much as I'd like to say the black belt moves and twat fuck out of them all, yep. smoke bomb and out the window <laughs> is more likely what I'd do. I think so. Like a little, oh, shit. Like a little vole would do, scuffling away. <laughs> as you return to the US, your boss tells you that you're not getting a raise this year. Instead, you're demoted, likely. Mm. How do you respond? Laugh and walk out. She's quite a jokester. <laughs> Remind that I have some unflattering photos of her that could potentially ruin her career if anyone else found out. Yeah. Quit. I don't have time for this. <laughs> List off all of my accomplishments over the past six months and it would be silly to demote someone who's contributed so much to the safety of our company. Country, sorry. That one. Company. The last one. Are you really or would you just quit, George? No, I would. I'd, I'd, I'd do it maybe in a bitter way, which would get me sacked. <laughs> I've done loads for this. I've done loads for this company. Okay. Question 12. You now have a few weeks to figure out what you're going to do next. Mm. Where do you decide to take a long vacation? Now, Mm. this has just got pictures, so I'm going to have to describe the pictures to you. Okay. Uh, It looks like Hawaii, um, like a bar on the seafront. Yep. Uh, A a snowy cabin in the mountains, possibly the Alps. Yep. Uh, New York. And a lake by some other mountains, but more sunny. New York. New York. He's gone for New York. 13. Last question. How would you rate this quiz? I loved it. It was pretty okay or not great. Not great. Not great. Is it, dog shit wasn't one of the options, Dog shit was not one of the answers. Uh, Hold tight. Magic quiz are working their magic like us. 
No thanks. Like us, please like us. <laughs> it's Paul, Paul Gannon again. Oh dear, George, it's not good news for you. I'm not a spy, am I? The agency thinks that perhaps you should work in the control room. Mm. Only the best of the best can have a career in espionage. You've got brains and common sense, which are two of the most important things to have as a spy. We're not sure that you'd be a good field agent, but you could do some behind-the-scenes work. Well, I don't we think... We hope that your current job is as rewarding and as exciting as being a spy. If we ever have a secret mission going on, maybe you could help us with logistics. So, you know, don't lose heart, George. They've, you know, <laughs> they've given you some other potential stuff you could do. Don't lose heart. Okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> I'll try not so there to. You go. Thank you. <laughs> so, how do you feel about those results, George? Um, Are you disappointed? Well, no, I told you I, I didn't think I was cut out for the world of espionage anyway. Well, so, clearly not. They've, we've so proven we've it scientifically proven it. Magic now. Magic Quiz have proven that fact. <laughs> Right, George, I'm off now to uh, keep the British end up. Um, do you want to do all the other shit that we do? You can email crasspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the Crass Podcast. Paul Austin is on Twitter at Bumbledoon. That's Bumble D-O-O-N. All that remains is for us to bid you farewell. Yep. I'm George Walsh. If you did that at the beginning, George, you don't need to do it again at the end. Yeah, but I've done it now. I've done it, haven't I? To your listeners. Say that I'm you're off. Paul Austin. I'm Paul Austin. I'm Austin. Paul right. Austin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do it now. Don't do it at the start when I Well, do I it. thought I'd put it in just for, you know. Yeah, yeah bye. Uh, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs>